Hello and welcome to Coffee Cup Tarot, a podcast about the storytelling aspect of tarot and developing an intuitive understanding to the messages they reveal. I'm your host, Marcella Cadill. You can follow me on Instagram at Coffee Cup Tarot Reader, or you can book a reading directly with me at www.coffeecuptarot.com. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get started. Hi, everyone. This is Marcella and Aisha, and we are going to be talking about death. <laughs> the death card. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, <laughs> so, so in um, tarot, the 13th card is death and lucky 13, right? So lucky, as if the death card isn't scary enough when you get it in a reading. Like, <laughs> Especially with someone who has no idea what's going on, and they see this cloaked figure or this skeleton figure and they're like what death am i going to die (laughs) most likely no you're not going to die but Um, sometimes (laughs) (laughs) um hopefully not my archeon tarot deck it is literally like a grim reaper skeleton there's nothing like nothing calm about this card that looks remotely like it could be anything good like at least in my robin wood tarot deck it's like a guy in the woods well i don't know if it's a guy it's just like a red cloaked figure in the woods with like a flying yellow butterfly and he's carrying the flag of the white rose but it's like pretty that you're like maybe there's some good interpretation here (laughs) yeah in the beginning of tarot like the visconti deck they didn't have so they did have a death card, but on the card, it never said death. So it was like the only card in the tarot that was unnamed because they felt like if it had a name, you were inviting it into existence. Ooh. Yeah. So that's like your Archeon. It was like a skeleton with like a scepter. Yeah. Creepy. At least like even the rider weight, there's a lot more to it that you can see there could be a better interpretation, but... Have you ever looked... And notice like those people during a reading and interpreted the reading from the perspective of another person on the card? No, I haven't actually. I haven't really taken the time to look too much into this card. Just like the picture <laughs> of it itself. It doesn't come up very often for me. And if it does come up in a reading, it's usually pretty obvious as to what it's about. Mm-hmm. So I haven't. But in looking at it, it is really interesting that they do have very different people. One is like dead on the ground one's a little kid that seems kind of curious another person is like turning their head away then you've got the pope guy that looks like he's like praying to it it reminded me of like the sims when the grim reaper would show up and you can play rock paper scissors shoot like i felt like that's what the pope was trying to do like bargain (laughs) bargain for my life oh i miss the sims i know uh what do you think about the two so death is one of two cards that has the white rose The other one is the fool. What do you think their connection is? Because as soon as I saw that rose, I was like, okay, that's the Rosicrucian rose, and Aisha will know all about the Rosicrucians. It is funny because that card, when I saw the red robe and the white rose, I did immediately think of Rosicrucianism, and I thought that it kind of is like the Rosicrucians are all about the soul illumination and the death of ego in order to achieve that state of being or state of enlightenment so this card 
a lot of times points to me as ego death. Yeah, I don't know. Hmm. What do you think about? That makes sense because with the fool and we talked about that being like the ego and the birth and like the inner child. And then with the death card, it's not even like a real flower that he's carrying. It's like an image of the flower. So maybe it's like, well, maybe, okay, so maybe like the flower you know, flowers die, and so, like, this printed image will never die, and he will never die because he's, like, the Grim Reaper. Hmm. I wonder about, like, the entire journey between the full card and death card is kind of, like, the the whole... It, the full is, like, the birth of ego because it's, like, mm-hmm. the human experience and... It starts out as being naive, and then it can later be interpreted as... Well, it starts out being innocent, and then it can just be plain naive. You go through all the other cards until you get to this death card, and maybe the flag he's carrying is kind of like... You are carrying that memory or the lessons or the wisdom that you gained through the entire journey into whatever comes next. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Okay, here's a question. Why do you think the tower comes after... Like, why is death before the tower? I interpret death as being an internal experience of death or loss or grief or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like a feeling of death internally. But I consider the tower to be like external structures falling or collapsing. So I like even with what's going on in the world right now, like we had the period when we were all in quarantine and isolation by ourselves to like come face to face with our own egos and fears and uh, limitations and belief systems, all of that. And that was all an inner journey. And then now we're coming out of it and it's like revolution. <laughs> like we're ready to take yeah. action and to collapse the structures that are not suited for us right now. So I think that's why I think it's it. But I know that I've seen people interpret the upright version of the death card to be an external experience and the reverse to mean an internal one. Hmm. But I guess it just depends on how you read the card specifically. I always read death as change or transformation or like a necessary ending Mm -hmm. of like a system in your life. Yeah. And like, obviously free will is here, so you don't have to follow it. So it's not like, something's just going to end without without your acknowledgement or without you having something to do with it. Like, you're in charge of your life, and you have free will. And if you don't want your marriage to end, <laughs> then you need to see the death card as, I've got to change this, change my reality and my mental um, thoughts about everything in order for it to have, like, a real effect. And so you, then you can change, like, what cards come up in the future. But um, also, like, with my Lightseer's Tarot, it's, like, this red-cloaked figure, and there's, like, instead of a face, it has, like, a mountain view and, like, just majestic lights, like, a vortex, sort of. And at the bottom, it says death, and it has the infinity symbol, and it says rebirth. Mm. So it just feels like, I don't know, it feels like a grief card. So say it is the end of a marriage, then you need to grieve the part of you that you're no longer going to be. So you're no longer going to see yourself as like this person, a part of this person. So it's like bringing on a new beginning. I 
think of potential or possibility through the transition when you paint that image of that card like you'll be able to see some, like a whole new beautiful world after the grieving process especially with the seven like if you had a seven of wands or like a seven of cups or if it's a seven of swords then it's like your husband's probably cheating on you <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it all it really depends on the the question <laughs> at hand and the, like the placement and the spread the interpretation of this, but a lot of times it does, it sends a pretty clear message. <laughs> and <laughs> it's like, I take both the upright and reverse position of death to be meaning somewhat similar things, except the reverse is like, you're a little bit resistant to the change. Yes. So it's going to be more painful. Yes. That's exactly how I view the reverse death. Yeah. What do you take the yellow butterfly for? Okay. So yellow butterflies are like my synchronicity symbol. So I'm obsessed with yellow butterflies. It's on my vision board. (laughs) But um, uh, if you guys want a good book recommendation, E Squared Mm. by Pam Grout. Um, Anyway, so the yellow butterfly is also on the Queen of Wands card. But um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I take it as transformation. So like you were a cocoon Mm-hmm. So, okay, so say we talked about in a, uh, one of the past episodes, we talked about the idea of a lot of people never make it past the chariot because they can't, they don't want to look beyond the veil. They don't want to go into the spiritual and do all the woo-woo stuff. So they are just focused on their self and their ego and their own path and their own journey and checking off the goals so I think with the butterfly like the cocoon represents that whole first one through card seven and so now like you're you go through all the shit and then you can become this butterfly yeah I like that I also like in the rider weight how like there's a lot of water in the card so you can tell there's emotion involved in this process but mm-hmm. the sun in the background, it could either be rising or setting, depending on oh, yeah. how you perceive it. That's really interesting. I never even noticed that there was a sun in this deck, in this card before. Yeah. I just thought the position of it. Also, the woman at the bottom looks like strength. Oh, yeah. On the right or right. And then the man who's like, is he wrapped in a blanket or is he wrapped in water? Like, what? He's bigger than the trees. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> um, I actually pulled this card for... Um, I, sh- I actually think you were with me. Hmm. Oh. Yeah, I pulled this card for somebody. I hope it's okay to talk about. Um, I'm sure it will be because no one knows who I'm talking about. <laughs> if you're listening, I miss you. <laughs> okay, so anyways. Um, so we pulled the death card. And I realized for the first time ever that it looked like a knight of pentacles, sort of. And so then, or the knight of cups, I think was what I had said. And so I was like, oh, is there someone in your, like, in your life? Are you dating somebody who's going through, like, a change? And her partner was transitioning. Do you remember? Yes. No? Yes, do I remember? do. No, I do. <laughs> it just took a minute. Yeah, yes. so it was just so weird. Like, I've never made the connection to a knight before, even though clearly that's a knight. But it was just like, your intuition can just show you so much of a card that you never... Like, why did I say, oh, this looks like the Knight of Cups? It's like, are you kidding? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so, 
talked. Yeah. And she was like, oh, wow, yeah. My partner is going through a change right now. <laughs> and I was like, oh, well, hmm. death is change. So, and I mean, that wasn't like, it's, what's that reading going to tell you? It's not going to tell you anything, but it's like, clearly that card or that person is an influence in her life. So, yeah, it's just cool. Yeah. I definitely don't think, uh, I don't take this as a bad card when it comes up in a reading. If on, if anything, like, I think that this is a great sign for a lot of people. So it's funny, the, like, misconceptions about it or the fears surrounding the idea of death. Like, sure, it could be somebody that's about to die around you, but most of the time, it's not. Yeah, I think in, like, all the books I've read, the very first thing that anybody ever says is, you're not going to die. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay, let us know about what you think and when death has popped up in your life uh, on our tar- on our Instagram, Coffee Cup Tarot Reader, because Coffee Cup Tarot still exists as somebody else. <laughs> um, cool. Like and subscribe and follow us on Instagram. See you next time. Bye.